Hello, everyone, and happy Halloween! It is October 29th at the time of this recording, and we are less than two days away from the spookiest night of the year, and I cannot wait. Well, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am Andre Hutchins, and you are listening to Backseat Directors. And since we are approaching the end of the month, that means today's episode is our monthly installment of What's Hot with my fellow movie friends, Ryan and Simon from Life of Films. We will discuss the movie news from the month of October and fill you in on everything hot in the world of cinema. Enjoy! What's Hot with Life of Films Well, gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Simon, it's good to have you back on. Thanks, mate. How are we going? You alright? Oh, things are good. Things are good. Ryan, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, mate. How's it going? You alright? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been it's been a really fun weekend. You know, we got we had the debut of Stranger Things two on Netflix. Um, I, I'm on. I, my wife and I we've watched the first four episodes. Uh, how about you guys, Simon? How far are you into it? Uh, 1.5. My fiance <laughs> fell asleep. Oh, no, she fell asleep. <laughs> Oh no! It's the it's the perils of watching it um, alongside uh, the 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 better half, isn't it? But no, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch you up. Nice, nice. Well, what did you think of the first episode? Was it good? I loved it. I was I was really you know really enthusiastic about the re- the return, and uh, I th- I thought it was um, sort of obviously without spoiling it different, but um, nothing heavy going on. It's just a nice reintroduction, really, and getting yourself back into it. Yeah. What What about you, Ryan? How far are you into it? Uh, episode five. Nice. Um, I guess I'm watching. I'm on episode five right now. I actually stopped watching episode five to come and do this. I was midway through, <laughs> so that's dedication right there. So that yeah. when I say I'm on episode five, I'm firmly on it. You're literally right in the middle on of it. Episode five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We were we were planning on doing this uh, this recording. Uh, what would what would have been 10 a.m. my time here in Utah? Um, however, that and I assume that was going to be 5 p.m. your time, but. Um, just just like the U.S., apparently the U.K. also has daylight savings time, and you guys went went back an hour. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So what I thought was 5 p.m. was actually 4 p.m. So Ryan, thank you, thank you for <laughs> pushing pause on Stranger Things. <laughs> okay, well, gentlemen, in, in the spirit of the season, and um, obviously for anyone who's listened to our previous episodes of What's Hot. Um, we, I, I'd like, I like to do a little bit of either like a game or a trivia with you guys to kind of kick things off. And so, um, again, in the spirit of the season and Halloween coming up in the next couple days and okay, (laughs) okay, guys, and I, I'm, I'm going to claim complete ignorance on this, right? I'm only assuming that the UK also celebrates Halloween, but also on the same day. Is it the 31st for you guys as well? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's something that I need to make note of because I ha- honestly had no idea. I only assumed. I assumed you guys did, but I didn't know it was on the thirty first either. All right. We got okay. it from you. We got it from you. <laughs> well, okay. Well, this is this is going to be a little bit of a trick question though because I've got I've got five trivia questions for you guys. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Let me. Um. I, I need to pull up the. Uh, Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make these multiple choice. Otherwise, I think they'd be a little bit too hard. Okay, so this is question number one. All right, where did Halloween originate? Do you want me to give you multiple choice, or do you guys think you know it? 
Oh, it's one of those ones that's at the back of my head, but I'm going to need a jog, I think, yeah. Okay, okay. Your options are England, Scotland, Ireland, or America. Repeat no, the question again. Repeat the question again. Where did Halloween originate? I was just, I just had a bit of a moment because I just realised that my, mo- I'm actually was recording my mic through my laptop's mic and not my actual head- built-in mic. <laughs> so that caught me, and I just was listening to this. To be honest, I had to switch across. So, um, <laughs> no, you're good. Um, you're good. Where did it originate from? I'm going to say America. All right, Simon. What about you? I, I fancy Scotland. Oh, Simon is the closest, but you are both wrong. Halloween has its origins in Ireland. Right. Yeah, I know, right? The Irish. We have the yeah. Irish to thank for one of the most fun holidays. <laughs> okay, all right, guys. Question A holiday that you're more famous for as well. <laughs> yeah, probably only because of the candy part. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think... I, I, okay, so I, I know the tradition of like going out on Halloween night and like exchanging things is not an American tradition, but I think going door to door asking for candy is a very, very American tradition. I'm pretty sure the U.S. started that one, so. Right. <laughs> um, okay, this is the second question. What does the English word hallow mean? So your options um. are spirit, spook, saint, or sin? Spirit. Yeah, I say spirit as well. Because I'm going on the film Sleepy Hollow, so that kind of makes sense as Sleepy Spirit. Ah, no, that's that's good, man. At least, yeah, at least you're thinking about it. Uh, you guys are 0 for 2. Hollow means saint. Ah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking about it, but it's a bit wrong. Okay. How many of these have you got? I've got five of them. I've got five of them, all right? Okay, so this is this is number three. The first jack-o'-lanterns were made out of, were not made out of pumpkins. What were they originally made out of? wax <laughs> uh that's a pretty good guess that's a pretty good guess but they, they, it was giving us a multiple choice here yeah so uh, the uh, it, it was something edible so your choices are either watermelon cantaloupe potato or turnip i was gonna say watermelon so i'm sticking with it <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah i'm probably still okay. wrong that's pretty Let's good go, ryan do go you want watermelon Watermelon. Chocolate. It's made out of chocolate. <laughs> Man, over three guys. Over three. The original jack o' lanterns in Ireland were made out of turnips. Oh, oh man. This isn't our finest week, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright, no worries, guys. No worries. This this one might be might might be up your alley though. Okay, so Halloween the movie that stars Jamie Lee Curtis, which debuted in mm. nineteen seventy-eight, was made on a very low budget of only three hundred thousand dollars. In how many days did it take them to shoot the entire film? 21 days, 19 days, 17 days, or 15 days? 21, 19, 17, or 15? 21. 19. Ah, one of you is right. Ryan, you got it right, my friend. 21 days. Yeah. Isn't that insane? 21 days to shoot an entire film? (laughs) Only $300,000 to make it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty insane. Okay, last question, guys. Uh, again, this one might be more up your guys' alley. Which of these films was not directed by Tim Burton? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, 
The Nightmare Before Christmas, Frankenweenie, or Corpse Bride? So which one was not directed? Frankenweenie. Yeah, I agree. That is incorrect. You're kidding me. No, Frankenweenie was directed by Tim Burton. So, well, Corpse okay. Bride definitely was. Yeah, I thought that. The Corpse Bride definitely has is involves Tim Burton. It does. So it does. does he? He directed uh, it. He directed it. Yeah. So does uh, the the night before, Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it not? The Nightmare Before Christmas was not directed by Tim Burton. It was written by Tim Burton. It was his oh, story. Oh, it was Andre. his story, but it was not directed. Uh, <laughs> well, I tell you what, right? That poor showing there, at least that proves that we don't get a heads up on this, and it's just us. <laughs> no, and yeah. on the same token as well, Halloween is not very big here, to be honest. To the much extent as we get with Trick or Treat is some kids that live around the corner that literally are way too old to be doing it with freaking hoods on and just come around and you're just like they don't even bother dressing up like it's 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 not really a big deal there is it si it's all right like, don't be wrong but yeah, it's, it's not like like it's, it's a technology holiday okay but what, now, yeah but but simon what about uh what about are you going to be taking your your uh kid out I uh, yes, we will be going out. She has got a. I think she's going as uh, everything's. If you can't, she's going to like a zombie Cleopatra or something like that. She's jazzing it up a bit this year. Nice, nice. So nice. yeah, we'll be we'll be out. I'll be out in my um, my Adidas coat and so, waiting at the end, end of all the driveways. But she'll be knocking the door. So Ray, are you saying are you saying that Halloween in? I guess in your city or just in your part of the UK is not very big or is it just not really big at all in the UK? It's just not, I think it's more just in regards to comparing it to um, to you guys over there. Yeah. Which is nowhere near at that level from what I know from America and my trips to America and, and being related to people from America and stuff. It's like, it's mental. Your, street, uh, your streets are like bombarded with kids going out trick-or-treating and stuff, isn't it? And everyone kind of, it's a big deal, but we're here. You'll probably maybe get, well, where I live, I'd probably get maybe about five trick-or-treaters over the course of a night, maybe. I don't know. It's just not, it's it's just not nowhere near as big as it is no, over there. No, it's not. Nowhere near at all. Nowhere no, near. That's, that's fascinating. It really is. I, I, I mean, I I totally get how the United States has has absolutely commercialized so many different holidays. And so when people think of holidays around the world, when you think of Christmas, you know, or Halloween, etc., you know, it has everything to do with what you see in advertisements and commercials and things like that. You know, you see Santa Claus drinking a Coca-Cola or, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but no, that, that's fascinating. H- Halloween in the U.S., I, and I can't speak for every single state in the U.S. or part of the U.S., but at least in the places that I've lived and grown up um, and really the places that I've, I've visited. Um, gosh, especially, so my wife and I, we were just in New York and Massachusetts uh, earlier this month. Dude, Halloween is huge back there. Um, it's very big, and it's in here in Utah where we live. It's it is very very popular. I mean, there's all types of stuff going around the entire month. It's not just Halloween, you know, day or night. It's the entire month. So, yeah, it's it's pretty big here. Pretty big here. All right, not bad, guys. Not bad. That's uh, I, I um so. Simon, I think you were 0 for 5, and Ryan, you were 1 for 5. <laughs> yeah, you're too kind. It was pretty bad, wasn't it? 
<laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and just jump into the main portion of the What's Hot episode for the month of October, and that is our big movie news. Big movie news. Okay, so Simon, I'm going to go uh, go ahead and let you uh, kind of take it from here. I know there are a couple things that you wanted to mention. And, and le- just kind of like we were talking before, there really wasn't like huge, you know, breaking movie news that came out in the m- month of October, but just a lot of bits and pieces that, that we're going to cover. So Simon, it's it's all yours, my friend. Okay, cool. Well, I've got um, obviously um, one main subject and one sort of everyone – I'll start with I'll start with Star Wars again, right? We we we're big Star Wars fans. We've talked about Star Wars on most of, if not all, of our um, our monthly instalments. But let's just touch on uh, the the solo titling. What how are you feeling about that? Ryan, why don't you go first? I've got my opinions. Um, I think I, I don't personally think it's a it's a bad name, is it? Really, let's be honest. But um. <clears throat> But it's just, I think it's just more in the sense of that it's taken so long for them to come up with a name. And it's kind of just a bit like, you might as well just call it Han Solo. Like, I feel yeah. like it's just, it's it's not a bad name. Like, it's, it's not a bad name, but it's just, it's, it's a kind of disappointing for how long you've got to wait. And I feel like it's just, you may as well just call it Han Solo. Like, I think Solo, it's just, it's just a bit... Just, yeah, there's nothing really to it, to be honest. What, like, what about you, Andre? What do yeah, you think? Yeah, I, I like it. I, I think it's it's short, it's simple, it's it's classy in a way. Um, and it's kind of just an homage to the character itself, you know. Uh, but everything hinges on just why the heck did they take so long to reveal the name of the movie? And, yeah. And I think, I think for for a lot of people, especially, you know, those who are fans of the Star Wars franchise and really follow kind of the news, you know, at least as regularly as we do. It, 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 for me, it kind of got to a point where it was just kind of annoying. Like, why, why are you guys not just give it a title already? Like, I don't care what you call it. Just, just (laughs) give us a title now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like it. I think it's good. And honestly, I'm not really sure what else they could have called it. So just kind of like with you, Ryan, yeah, like just call it Han Solo, I guess, but solo is good what, what about you Sai? what do you think yeah i think a sort of mixture of your two points really i think the the fact that it took so long um sort of contributed to the to the um the anti-climax if you like even though i do like the name if you see what i mean i sort of see both sides of your your two points and sort of put them forward as one because i think it's a good name i think it's got a class element to it like you said andre but like Roy said, it's took that long. It sort of feels a little bit um, like, how did it take so long sort of thing? Yeah, no Even though clearly it's not much imagination behind it. It was just why did it take so long and how did it take so long? It's a, yeah, it's a real strange one, really. Yeah, I, I guess you could have called it like Scruffy Nerve Herder or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we joked. We had a, quite a few little um, jokes of I liked 12 Parsecs, a Star Wars story. That was Hey, quite, that's good, like, man. Yeah. Enjoyed like that, that, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah, it was cool. Or, or like, shot first. I think that was one of the <laughs> yeah, exactly. rounds, wasn't it? Exactly, yeah, that oh, sort of thing. But, yeah, but see, never, now, now you're stepping on George Lucas's toes. He, he didn't want Han Solo to shoot first. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of George Lucas's um, 
uh, I don't know, errors, shall we say, aren't you know? Just, he's had many errors, hasn't he? I wonder if <laughs> yes. one day they'll. I wonder if one day Disney will be like, let's put Jar Jar Binks in one of these backstories just for a laugh. Do you know what I mean? Just like for like a minute. Do you know what I mean? Like Han Solo bumps into Jar Jar, do you know what I mean? And just kind of walks past him or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just for like comedic effect. Not actually have him in it as a main character or anything like that, but just uh, just bumps into him. And he's like, oh, yeah. Lisa, so Lisa's not walking to you. I'm sorry. Dude, yeah. I've, I've got... Dude. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh my gosh, dude. I've got to admit, man, I think I think you'd have the entire theater laughing so hard. if It, it just a split... Just, yeah, just a split second. Just kind of like how they did in... Uh, remember in Rogue, in Rogue One? One? Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness, dude. That would, that, that would be just brilliant. Absolutely so it's brilliant. It's a collective... Man sigh probably just a <laughs> an, you know uh, it, yeah it would it would, I would, be, I would stand up and applaud i would in the, in the myself. <laughs> oh man that's that's funny man that's pretty funny oh my gosh I, okay okay wait before we move on to the next uh the next topic um i, I do want to ask you guys were you guys because i can't remember if we had talked about this were you, are you guys excited about a han solo movie was that something that you guys were you know wanting star wars um, to make I think for me personally, there's other stories that require telling. And also I think that I like that Han Solo kind of has this mysterious background. It adds to his character. So now they start kind of giving him one. I think it, I don't think it'll ever take the edge off of Harrison Ford's um, Han Solo because it's obviously played by Harrison Ford and stuff like that. But it's just, that's for the character for me. It's like, he's always had that kind of mystery behind him. Every other character's got a story, haven't it? Like pretty much you even get to know uh, like Palpatine and stuff like that. in the prequels, it's like Han Solo has been the only character that you haven't heard anything about. And I like that it added, added mystery to him. But, um, and also again, yeah, there's, if they, there's other people's stories, I think that they could tell before they even got to this one, really, they're just doing it because they know that everyone loves him and it's a, it's a moneymaker really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Sai? Were you, were you excited about this movie? Is it something you wanted to see? I think I think we we touched on it um, when I think it was when we were talking about Obi Wan and the announcement there. Um, and I think it, we basically said uh, him his story is prime example of one that could and should have been told first. But that's not to say that I think what's I think the main issue with this is I I would always look forward to a Star Wars film. Um, but I think it's obviously all the stuff that surrounded it, which we spoke about on another instalment, did we, you know, Lord and Miller and things like that, everything, all the, 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 you know, the speed bumps, the hiccups, it's, um, that's more taken away from the shine of it. But generally speaking, the the main focus would have been, like Roy said, characters you wanted to have seen more of um, prior to, to Han Solo, really. Yeah, like Andre, you know, you said about that, um, that kind of doing one about like the dark side, like a like maybe like a Palpatine origin story. That's that has really stuck with me. That is, that was like yeah. a really a really good idea. Like I was talking about that with my brother-in-law actually only yesterday, and kind of even extended on that a bit more and talks about like if they did something maybe he was like the main character, but then you could also kind of because people want to see like a young Yoda, but I don't think like a young Yoda story would have worked. But you could also kind of had like a story mix of kind of both of them kind of back then all the way. So you have a bit of a, a youthful Yoda and a youthful Palpatine, but from the dark side kind of point of view, that's that stuck with me. I thought it'd be a really good, a really good story. Yeah. Yeah. I, like- yeah, I, I mean, me personally, I, I was, I, I wasn't really excited when they announced that they were going to do a Han Solo movie. And Ryan, I, I agree with what you said there, there is kind of this mystique and an intrigue about 
the origins of a Han Solo uh, of the Han Solo character, but it wasn't anything that I was really interested in going into. I, I think how they introduced him in A New Hope, and that really he's this guy on the run, you know, and, yeah. and he's a guy that you know he he deals with some more unsavory types, you know, and the line of work that he's in is is not very, uh, um, uh, I guess, in a word, righteous, and mm. um, but but. His involvement over the original trilogy is one of my favorite uh, character arcs of any of the Star Wars characters. And so, yeah, I, I honestly was not really interested in them digging more into his story. And so I hope the movie's good. I'm still looking forward to it. It's a Star Wars movie, but it's not one that I was and not like an Obi-Wan Kenobi film where I'm like, yes, give me more Obi-Wan, you know, show us what was going on on Tatooine when he was, yeah. you know, watching over 100%. Luke and things like that. But 100%. All right, uh, Cy, what else you got for us? Um, the other um, thing, and I know this is going to go down well with, certainly with Roy, I'm not sure where you stand on it, Andre, is uh, the, I only found out about it maybe a day or two ago. I think most did. It was, it's relatively fresh. Um, the, the fact that apparently Lethal Weapon 5 could be a thing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a huge fan of, of the 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 earlier, if you call them originals, if you like, earlier mm-hmm. installments. Um, but oh, apparently- you forget about that stupid TV show that they made. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. I haven't seen any of that, actually. Um, Someone tried telling me on Twitter that it's actually pretty good and I should give it a chance, but I don't. That person on Twitter was a complete randomer and I don't think they realise how much I love um, the, the, like, say, the originals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, I've heard from a few people that they've said um, that it was it was quite a good a, quite a good stab at it, um, but it just doesn't seem it's it's a little bit like Han Solo, really. You know, a character. You know, they're two pretty cool characters, and uh, to see somewhat younger people play younger versions of them, it's like, am I really interested in that? I'm not. I'm not sure um, because they're you know their characters were pretty. They bounced off each other really well, didn't they? And they were yes. they were great fun. So. Yeah. You know, but uh, no, apparently, apparently, Deadline have said this. Um, the original director, Richard Donner, was teaming up with both Danny Glover and Mel Gibson um, on all three of them to return to the uh, to the to the film or the, the fifth installment. Should it should it go ahead? Now they that's should definitely do it. They should definitely do it. Do, <laughs> I'm all over so, that. So Ryan, I'm you're, all you're excited it. for it. Oh my god, yeah, and for Rush Hour Four, if that happens as well, but that's less confirmed. That's just Jackie Chan kind of just going out and chatting, isn't he? Because that was this month as well. Right. Yeah, and saying right. that if Chris Tucker says he'll be involved, then it could be on the cards. So it's a bit of a stretch. This lethal weapon thing seems a little bit more on the cards, so I'm well up for it. I think yeah. Mark Gibson's kind of getting a bit of a comeback, and he he doesn't look personally too ancient to maybe do anything. Do you know what I mean, as long as they play that he's the old card, the only worry for me is that. Danny Glover, I don't know what his history is, to be honest, in regards to why he struggles to speak so much. I know he's always had quite a croaky voice, but it's I'm not sure if any of you guys have heard him quite recently, but he can he can barely talk. It's insane. So I'm not sure what well, they'll do. Well, he was do. two days from retirement 30 years ago, wasn't he? So he's, he's an old guy now. Yeah, but yeah so I'm all over. I, I, I remember, I think I fairly remember the first two lethal weapons. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if I've even seen lethal weapon three or four. So if there is a lethal weapon five, I'm going to have to catch up and uh, watch these nice. movies. That's when, they're, 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 the, they're really funny. Cause that's where old uh, Joe Pesci comes in. Yeah. Like, so those two, yeah, that's, you're missing out on that because he's, brilliant. Start again. he's brilliant. He's brilliant in those. You're missing out on that. <laughs> don't be right. Not the, uh, 
No, it's good, but he's a really, really funny character in those ones, so that's definitely worth um, worth checking out. Okay, well, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at uh, some movies that Danny Glover has been in recently, and, and there's there's a lot of, and just on IMDb, there's a lot of ones that are announced or in pre-production that has Danny Glover listed as an actor, but um, man, in a, in a movie? Oh, I guess he was in uh, uh, the movie Monster Trucks, uh, That I think that came out last year oh, or no that was earlier year. this year yeah so he played in that one but um man when anytime i think of danny glover i think of angels in the outfield you guys remember that movie <laughs> yeah that, yeah yeah that's that's where he plays it's a baseball film isn't it he yes, plays is he, an, yeah. he is an angel isn't he no i don't think he's an angel he is i believe he's like a social worker because he's caring for the the main character yeah. kid who has oh, yeah 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 no, that's yeah, that's that. I always think of that movie when I think of Dan no, Glover. Um, but no, that I think that could be fun. I, I mean, gosh, man, five lethal weapons. Yeah, hope, hopefully, hopefully, if they last I, film I remember Danny happened. Glover in a big film was Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. Oh that yeah, film? that's right. Yeah, he's he's a, a, a bad guy in that movie. Uh huh. Yeah, that's the last film I remember him being in, like a big blockbuster proper film. Other right. than that, oh, he was in that uh, Be Kind and uh, Rewind, wasn't he? With Jack Black, you know, where they have to remake the um, oh, he gets yeah. all radioactive and, and wipes all the VHSs out whilst, whilst Danny Glover is like on holiday or something and then they have to, yeah, that's oh. yeah, <laughs> moving on, moving on Um, Yeah, anything else for us, say? No, I think it's quite a nice coincidence that Rye brought up Rush Hour um, as well, really, because it's sort of it's like, like you know, the, the old older sort of generation partnerships isn't it it's going to be quite you know yeah exactly if they do both happen it's quite a quite a nice coincidence whether or not it's going to be a good coincidence i don't know but um i'd certainly be up for up for lethal weapon five for sure i'd be i'd be on the the spot yeah andre like you put us on the spot what's your favorite buddy cop film oh man that's that's a good question i think about it get back to us at the end i think that i Get back to us on that on the end. Well, I'm really interested in that. And you, Sai. Okay. I don't want any rash answers. We'll carry on okay. discussion. And towards the end, I want to know what your answer is. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, honestly, honestly, Rush Hour, the original Rush Hour, it's it's going to be in my top three, maybe my top two. Um, I I love that original Rush Hour. I mean, I I, I enjoy all three Rush Hour movies. That that first Rush Hour movie is a classic. I can watch that any time of day, any day of the week. It mm-hmm. is it is always a good time to watch Rush Hour. <laughs> awesome. Do you guys? I mean, do you guys like Rush Hour? Oh my god, I love Rush Hour. I mean, I mean, if there is a fourth Rush Hour, I will be in the theaters to see it. And yeah, it will probably be cheesy probably not be anywhere as good as the first but i will be there to see chris tucker and jackie chan back together absolutely all right guys so let me see um okay so i I wanted to ask you guys because i didn't know if you guys went and saw did you guys see the new uh, the mummy movie this year with tom cruise i haven't watched it no yeah neither have i neither have i and honestly one of the main reasons why i didn't go is because of how just critically and also just the average moviegoer completely hammered this movie so i still haven't seen it i i will eventually get around to seeing it but the reason why i wanted to bring up this is because the mummy was the beginning of what universal studios had termed and, and and it was their official term because they you can even go to their website it's called 
The Dark Universe, and this was Universal Studios' attempt at really revitalizing and rebooting all of the old classic monster films. And so, um, and that that began with the the new Mummy movie with Tom Cruise back earlier this summer. Well, the next movie in the Dark Universe lineup was going to be The Bride of Frankenstein, and that was going to feature Javier Bardem uh, or Bardem as uh, as Frankenstein, and that was set to release, I believe. Um, in uh, early 2019, I think January, February 2019. Um, however, however, oh wait, hold on, let me, let me. Just, I want to make sure that I get my my dates right. Hold on, um, confirm that there will be no longer a documentary. Okay, so it was originally supposed to release, I believe, next year, so April 2018, but it has been postponed. Either way, th- this I don't know if this is because of how poorly the Mummy performed. Um, you know, because this, this was like a big thing. This was like, Hey, we are going to reboot all of these old classic films. And we have brought in all these top, you know, really A-list actors. Cause they, they were bringing in Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise, um, Javier Bardem, Johnny Depp, among others to reprise these kind of iconic roles. I think, I think Johnny Depp was going to be like the invisible man. Yeah. Um, you know, and then obviously, like I already mentioned, Javier Bardem was going to be Frankenstein. Um, you know, so really this big undertaking and then, and then their first movie totally flops. So I, I'm, I was just curious to know what your guys' thoughts are uh, on this dark universe. Were you guys excited to see any of these rebooted monster movies? Well, I think it was. I think on the face of it, it's probably. I, th- I got. I sort of got two opinions on it. Really, on the face of it, it's probably quite a nice idea for people that are interested in that sort of thing, you know, um, and and the you know towards the rights of the films that they hold and whatnot. Um, so you know, I think it's it was quite a a nice idea. But on the flip side of that, it's like the word universe just really bugs me now because of everybody's got a universe now, haven't they? And it's like there's they're all there's there's i don't know there's there's there seems to be a culture it seems to be what this generation is famous for and i don't know whether it's always a good thing well um, I, I know ryan you you wrote an entire piece on your your thoughts about having cinematic universes yeah no i did yeah i think that the uh it was a little while ago now but i think the headline was um is cinematic universes ruining the art of film which um maybe it's kind of maybe a bit drastic uh, maybe try but it's just yeah it's it's one of those things where it's becoming like trying to because it's, it's just a money-making scheme and i think that's just the sad thing about it where it's like they're, they're trying to put this money-making idea before creativity and just trying to make a, a decent film from beginning to end it's and uh, it's because of obviously marvel's been so successful with it um but taking that, putting that aside, because I do feel somewhat similar to side, maybe not as drastic with the universe thing. Um, I'm growing more to dislike it because I did use like it a lot. But putting that aside and actually just talk about the films themselves, I'm actually quite a big fan in regards to that type of horror in the sense of like werewolves and vampires and stuff like that. Like I was a, a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Did you like Buffy? Andre, did you ever used to watch that? You know, so I, I've honestly I've only seen a few episodes of the TV show. What? I, I know, I know, man. Sorry, I, I don't think you really watched it either, have you? I, I, I think I've probably watched the sum total of like thirty minutes of a, of a Buffy thing. Yeah, it was really, really passed me by, really. Yeah, no, I mean, I've I've seen the movie multiple times, and I actually like the movie. I think it's it's just kind of 
you know, it, it is what it is. And I don't think it plays to, to be anything more than what it is, but I like the movie and yeah, I dude, I know, I know a lot of people praise the TV show. I just, I haven't started it yet, but it's on the list, man. No, it's, but that's a, that's going to take you a long time to get through that. I think it's like 24 episodes a season and I was like seven seasons. That's a, uh, but yeah, I've, Buffy and stuff like that has always been really good. So it's not because like I've, I've had conversation before. I don't really like horror, but I've always been quite interested in that kind of that world of vampires and and werewolves yeah, and monsters, stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So like monsters, not horror, like monsters, especially werewolves. I've, I feel they're really cool. Um, so I kind of I, I like that. Uh, funny enough, one of the reasons why I didn't see Mummy is because that the Mummy for me was always something I wasn't too interested about. But the other stuff, like the vampires, like I loved like the Van Helsing films and Underworld and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that was they were awesome. I, I really liked the Underworld films. Take away the last couple, but um, the first two were awesome. Um, so yeah, so I was kind of somewhat interested, somewhat interested for the next ones to to come about. But um, but yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I think it's just the Mummy film. I wasn't too interested in that. That's why I didn't really see it after because I, I wasn't too interested in it, so it would have been forced myself to see it. If the reviews were awesome, then maybe I probably would have been more inclined to see it. But the fact it was getting not only bad reviews, absolutely slated, and I'm not interested in The Mummy at all, and I don't like this big universe thing. It's just the reason why I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Well, and that's the whole point, though, as to why they rebooted uh, or were set to reboot these movies is because... I, I, I mean, because we already got three mummy movies with Brendan Fraser, you know, <laughs> earlier in the 2000s. And, uh, and and the first one, I actually quite enjoyed that movie. Yeah, um, I loved this one. Yeah. yeah, I like Brendan Fraser, like, to be fair. They're, they're, but they're just more like comedy, funny popcorn flicks, aren't they? Yeah, well, and I, especially for, with the sequels, you know, I, I think I think the first one is a, is a very good balance of, of kind of that you know kind of the i guess the thrills mixed in with the comedy itself um and yeah. and again yeah i really enjoyed that movie but and and for a movie so recent you you know and and i guess I, i'm only assuming that a lot of you know the majority of people really enjoyed that movie i think it was fairly well liked among the masses but you kind of wonder why the heck would they reboot this movie so soon and the reason is because of, because of the the whole universe thing they want to mm. tie in all of these movies together so that the mummy Frankenstein, etc. All of these monsters live in the same realm and that these movies are somehow going to be interconnected. But I'm with you, man. I, I think it's a cool concept. I think it'd be fun to see these movies again, but it's, it's not, it's not necessary. It really isn't. And, and, and honestly, Ryan, I think you're spot on. It is a money grabber. They see the success of what Marvel's been able to do with their movies and all the characters that they've created and and people want to replicate it. I, I mean, it for for Marvel, it has been a sure bona fide money maker. You know, every movie, every movie they're gonna they're gonna make a ton of money. It doesn't matter who they put out there. People are gonna go see those movies, and and the studios are trying to replicate it. So, unfortunately, unfortunately for Universal, the Mummy did not start things off well. So. <laughs> um. All right, guys. So uh, a couple a couple other things. Um. I, are you guys uh, actually? I I don't really know this about you guys. Were you guys raised on reading comic books? Was that a thing for you guys growing up? Um, not really. Comics comics are quite a hard thing to get a hold of here in the UK. They're not a um, big thing. So I think if they were as um, accessible if they were in America, I'd have been all over that. Don't get me wrong. I have read comics and I own comics, and I've probably read more in my older days. I think probably the same as you, Sai. In, in my older years and my younger ones but i was i grew up on the um 
on like the the Marvel cartoons really. So they're still created by Marvel, and I watched like all all of the cartoons and like stuff like that. So that's really um, where I get a lot of my interest in, and superior knowledge from that. So like the X Men cartoons and the Spider Man the Spider Man cartoons. So what what about you, say? Yeah, it's largely similar. I mean, it does seem to be more. Um, I mean, it seems to be more of a market for the the comic side of things now because of the maybe knock on effect from what Marvel are doing and things like that. People want the source material, so it seems to me that um, it's easier these days to get out of it. When I was a kid, it didn't seem to be the case, but I was I, like, right, very big on the the Spider Man cartoon, for example. Was like, I what I've I've seen every every single one. I love them. Um, and uh yeah that's that's more of, of what i was into as a kid um but no i i would i have now gone backwards and brushed up on on certain things mainly a lot of batman history really via the the source material yeah and that's where i've kind of find uh, found myself uh more in the last few years is i i, I did not i did not grow up reading comic books uh like you guys though i definitely did watch a lot of those uh, cartoons that the you know the Spider-Man cartoons, um, the Batman cartoons, which were excellent. I think a lot of people still even nowadays really praise those those cartoons. But yeah, I was I was just more into the the cartoon and I guess the film side than the comic side. I think I owned maybe two comic books growing up as a kid. Um, however, though, however, ever you know, with all the really the the era of superhero films, you know, with Marvel and DC just you know, kind of dominating the box offices recently. Um, yeah, I've been more inclined to just kind of at least go back and read and, and research more on the history of, of comic book characters, especially the ones that are, are less known. And I think at least for the, the average movie fan, and I'm not talking about people who are comic book readers or big comic book fans. I, I honestly don't think most people know who Shazam is. Do, are, do you guys know who the Shazam superhero character is? Only yeah. via sort of, um, you know, for, sort of side sideways familiarity, if you like, you know, affiliation, really. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not massive on the, the background of him at all. What about you? I, um, yeah, yeah I, um, I would say that I know more about Shazam than probably your ordinary person. Um, but I would never go toe-to-toe to someone that, that is a full-blown comic book reader in regards to chatting to them <laughs> about it. So I kind of float in the middle a bit there. Yeah. So okay. So this is just a little bit of background, uh, and I I think I'm I'm more with Sai. If if I had not, um, I guess been really researching any of this, I probably wouldn't know have known too much about the Shazam character other than the name itself. And so Shazam, originally known as Captain Marvel. Did you guys know that? No, that's new. No, I didn't okay, know that. Okay. So so Shazam is a DC comic book character. Um, and when the character was originally released, I believe in 1940, it, he was not called Shazam. He was called Captain Marvel. All right. However, however, um, and I'm just going to, I'm going to read, this is on DC, uh, like a, I'm pretty sure it's fan made, but DC Wikipedia basically. So Captain Marvel has been legally controversial because his name is shared by the company Marvel Comics and DC Comics, right? Marvel Comics would later go on to publish their own character named Captain Marvel. Um, because of this dispute, DC has not been allowed to use the name Marvel in their publication since 1972. They use the name Shazam instead, 
while still calling the, ca- the character Captain Marvel. This problem uh, was solved in, in the new 52 reboot, um, where, uh, I guess this is the creator of the comic, Jeff Johns created Billy Batson, uh, who had go- who had never been or who had never gone by the name Captain Marvel and was only called Shazam. So, when this character first came out, he was called Captain Marvel. Lawsuits ensued between you know the Marvel and DC comic book uh, companies just for the rights to use that name Marvel. It looks like Marvel won, and then Shazam became only known as Shazam. So. Uh, which is kind of interesting. So uh, the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because it was just announced just uh, earlier the last week that Zachary Levi is going to be playing Shazam. So Zachary Levi, anyone who's familiar with the TV show Chuck, knows that he is the star of that show and he plays Chuck. So he he has been casted to play Shazam, um, who will be directed by David Samberg. Um, and this this will be the next DC film to shoot. So uh, I believe after Justice League, which debuts uh, in the month of November, uh, November 16th, at least here in the U.S., uh, the next DC film to to be released will be Aquaman, but that won't be for uh, over a year after um, Justice League comes out. So I think December 2018. And then Shazam, Shazam will, I think it has a tentative release date of April 2019. So, so we're going to get another DC movie and we're going to have a brand new character and it's going to be Shazam. So what do you guys think about that? Is this something that you guys are excited about? Is it kind of ho-hum for you guys or what do you think? Um, I, um, I will say I'm somewhat excited because I'm a big Dwayne Johnson fan. Um, I know there hasn't been much news in regards to whether Black Adam is going to be in that, but I know that Black Adam is like the Joker to Batman, the Lex Luthor to Superman. He's the he's the villain for um, Shazam, from what I'm aware. So it'd be weird if he isn't. But um, but I do understand that. I think that there's been rumours that they are planning to use uh, Black Adam for the next Superman film to be the villain in that. So it all seems a little bit mixed up. But if it goes according to plan and they stick to kind of everything then you should we should hopefully get the rock in it and therefore i'd be excited about that if we don't and they don't say say that black adam's not going to be in it and to be honest i'm, I'm not going to be too too bothered with it really yeah what about you say yeah he's not as a, you know you can probably tell by my knowledge on the character he's not a character that i've um bothered sort of researching or bothered being you know bothered being bothered about really if you like so it's kind of like for me it was a sort of it wasn't really a headline that grabbed my attention. Um, but, you know, as, as Rye said, if it all ties in nicely, con- you know, contrary to my thoughts on the universe side of things, if DC, you know, and and Warner Brothers do tend to, you know, happen to do a good job, it might might be a refreshing take on it all. So who knows? I'm, I'm I, think, um, open, yeah. I think, yeah, what you said there, so like, I think the fact that I personally think, right, the reason for why the MCU has been so successful, and this is going to be really going out there, is because they've managed to start something kind of quite fresh. I know that Iron Man and Captain America and Thor are, are fairly big, big characters generally in the comic book world, but they were the first people to do the film, the first film for that. And I think that they kind of set their standards with that type of film. And I think that's why DC are okay with Wonder Woman, because they're kind of setting their standards there with that. And I think that they'll be able to set their standards and teach people about Shazam. 
and not have that kind of back thing of like with Man of Steel, they had obviously they were following um, the Donner films with Christopher Reeves, and then you obviously had Batman was following Christian Bale. Like it's just they were always trying to have to battle something that was good in the past. And I think with with Shazam, people aren't going to know anything about this character, and they can literally go in and as long as it's a well decent put together film, they don't shoehorn anything into it. It is a popular character in the comic book world, and I think if they do it right. And it's a good film. I think it, it, it will be really, really good. And it, it won't bomb because people won't have this massive expectation of what it should be or someone played it better before. Like, And I think that's what personally why I think Wonder Woman did so well. I know there was like a really, really old version of Wonder Woman, but this for me was, was quite a clean slate on it. Um, there was no expectation except for me. It just needed to be done well. And it was done well and people really enjoyed it. Ryan, I think that's fascinating, man. That's something that I never have given thought to, but I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. I, that, that is probably, honestly, something that DC has been really fighting against is just the already well-established superhero characters of Batman and Superman, which have been portrayed by excellent actors in excellent movies. You know, even prior to Christian Bale, you know, you had Michael Keaton in, in his Batman movies, which mm. I think were fairly loved. You know, I'm not I'm not talking about the uh the other ones with uh George Clooney or uh Val Kilmer or anything like that. Um you know and and so yeah, you know, when you're introducing these characters again when they're already so loved and so well established by the likes of Christopher Reeve and Christian Bale um, yeah, th- you're really fighting uh, an upcurrent stream right now. Um, but no, I think that's great, right? I think that's really good insight about Shazam and what it could mean for the DC film universe yeah. um, and for their characters. Yeah, and, and maybe even so for Aquaman, you know? Aquaman mm-hmm. and, and, and these other characters have really not ever had their time in the sun. And so, yeah, uh, yeah it's, so- a, it's, an, it's an interesting point because you even consider it from like the Flash's point of view. That's got a um, a TV series, and a lot of people right. were pining for the TV actor to be the to be the the star of the the Flash in in the film. So even that's got a, a, a an angle to of an argument because they wanted him to be in it. So it's not like he's he's gone down in legend, but he he set a precedent, hasn't he? So there's right. that battle there as well. There's always a battle. Yeah. No, I think that's really interesting. That, those are really good points, guys. So I guess uh, one of the main reasons, again, why I wanted to bring this up was so you know just to announce who the actor is that is going to play Shazam, um, and then the director as well, David Sandberg, who just recently directed the uh, Annabelle Creation movie that came out last month. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know he he out, out so and again the last thing that I I wanted to mention about this announcement is that it is the next DC film to start filming, and so. You know, even though they have announced other films that are set to release, like Wonder Woman 2, uh, which has already been announced, and you know Patty Jenkins is coming back to direct that film, Mm -hmm. that's not until December 2019, so we're still over two years away before that one. You also have Cyborg announced for April 2020, and then Green Lantern Corps. So these are movies that have uh, been announced that have... Um, really everything kind of set to go for production and filming. And yet Shazam, Shazam just is now announced with the director, actor, and a date, and they are going to start filming now. So I don't know if there's something that they see about this about this film or how they're going to tie it in to all the other films, why they're trying to squeeze it in now. But I, I think well, it could, could be Well, there could be a hint towards what I wouldn't hold my breath in regards to the, the schedule because I think if Justice League is good, 
Ben Affleck will sign on again, and then you'll see the Batman film become imminent. I reckon. So I, I at this stage, I wouldn't hold my breath for the uh, for the schedule being set in stone. Except for I know you say that Shazam's going to go into process. So other than that, to one side, in regards to the cyborg and everything else, I I'm going to wait and to see if um, if Ben Affleck signs on and see where that where that falls in really because they're I think they're waiting on that one. Well, and that's honestly that's been one of the biggest uh, I guess the biggest knocks on on Warner Brothers and and the DC films is that things are so jumbled uh, in uh, in regards to you know d- release dates and scheduling and production and things like that. I mean, you think about so the Batman the the, the standalone Batman film which which hopefully will have been Affleck. Um, that was uh, announced back in 2014, over three years ago. They were already talking about that one, and yeah. and That's and they mad, and they still don't have a release date for that one. And you don't, we don't even know if Ben Affleck is going to be in that one. But even even further back, back in 2013, was when the Flash movie was was announced. Really? So we're going on wow. over four years now. That the which I, I and I'm assuming that they're still going to call it Flashpoint, which is going to be the main premise of that movie. Um, you know, they're still looking for a director. They they so. seem like they're rolling with the punches a little bit, don't they? I think it's a, and that's a sad thing with DC and Warner Warner Bros. They're still trying to find their way because like it's a shame that Ben Affleck's being how he's being. Really, I think it's it's sad um, that he hasn't just hasn't just signed on or whatever, and it's just all up in the air because I think they. I think they really want to make um, another Batman film with him, and I think a lot of people want to see that. So I think yeah. we'll just have. I think as soon as Justice League hits out, um, I'm hoping, praying that it's going to be good. I really, really want the DC because I ain't one of these people that it's either Marvel or DC. I love that Marvel's doing really well. I love seeing Marvel films, and I also want the DC just to be on that same level because I don't believe that one has to be better than the other, right. and it really stinks. I don't want to have to see another Superman or another Batman or another Wonder Woman just because they're failed and they have to start all over again. I like all of it, and I just want it to be good, so I'm praying so much that it's good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, you know, especially especially just because I think they're you know those movies those movies at least for me I I really enjoy those movies too, and I think I think you guys do as well. I'm I'm growing more to like batman versus superman um but i love i love that man of steel movie everything about it i know a lot of people don't but man i it's uh, that is that is one of my favorite superhero movies of all time so and, nice uh, hopefully we get to see henry again as superman and like man of well, steel yeah, 2 or I, anything like that i think i think i think yeah i think it's all just on justice league i think depending on what happens there is and also my second point before, because I didn't finish, is I reckon that they will either see Green Lantern or now what you just said, Shazam in Justice League. I generally think they're going to introduce a, a new character. I think I've, I think they're kind of blindsiding people with the fact that everyone's going to be looking forward to Superman coming back. And yeah, that's going to be awesome. And I can't wait for that. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm excited for it. But I do think that they're going to... I do think you'll see either Green Lantern or, or Shazam. And it might even be Shazam now. They've actually casted someone <laughs> and stuff like that coming in. So we yeah. will see. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, are you looking forward to Justice League? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I think it's 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 going to be. There's some. There's definitely some some stuff I'm not quite looking forward to. We've had this discussion on Twitter, haven't we? There's been a thread regarding how um, bad Cyborg looks, for example. Oh, but you know, it's that's not really. I'm not not too. He's not. Fond. He's not an original Justice League or anyway, so everyone can just forget about that. He's not. He's yeah. not an original one, so he can yeah. look at us for like yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no gen- generally i'm 
hoping it's good because um, I was fond of fond of um, Affleck's Batman. Not necessarily his Bruce Wayne, but his Batman was fun. Um, yeah. You know, loved loved um, Cavill as as Superman big time. Like I'm with you on Man of Steel. It's it's right up there for me. It's a very very good film. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something I'm 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 up for. It's uh, yeah, like right, I just want it to want it to do well because it will be. I think it deserves to. All right, gentlemen, that is, I, I believe that is the end of our big movie news for the month of October. So let's go ahead and move on to our last segment, and that is our movie score of the month. Movie score of the month. All right, Ooh. Ryan. Yep, it, the time is now yours. Okay, well... This month, um, generally, I think very similar to like last month when you took away, um, took away Andre with the with the composer and score of the month was that it's it's not been great, but I think that might be a bit more of a personal opinion to be honest. Um, I think I'm going to do a double whammy on this one. I'm going to start with um, with the uh, Blade Runner score, um, which I think to be honest, a lot of people actually do re- did really really enjoy. And I think maybe I had quite high expectations for it because it's one and only um, Hans Zimmer was uh, was on the forefront of um, of this score. So I'm going to just kind of just give that a bit of a note. It is it is a, a decent decent score and it is good. And um, I believe Hans Zimmer partnered up with um, with actually last month's composer, which um, was Benjamin Wolfish again. So he's getting another call out um, while doing. When doing the Blade Runner score, um, which is weird actually, because Hans Zimmer worked with with him for Dunkirk, so, um, so they've had a bit of a, a double partnership twice this year, which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, the yeah, the Blade Runner score for me was was good, but I think that uh, uh, generally a lot of people really enjoyed it. I think Andre, you you were a, you were somewhat of a fan of, of it, weren't you? Okay, so this is this is my opinion on the Blade Runner twenty forty nine score how it plays out in the movie i think it 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 is a perfect fit for the movie itself i think it it very much enhances the film and sets the tone and the ambience for the movie but to listen to it just (laughs) just just to turn it on on your ipod or whatever and to listen to it while you're working or just out and about it's not it's really not that great. And it's not no. just kind of that casual listening or at least something that, you know, you'd like to pull up and just listen to while you're doing something else, you know, like any of the other Hans Zimmer, you know, scores that we really do like from, you know, the dark Knight or uh, man of steel, etc. cetera. Uh, it, it really isn't that great for just casual listening. And so I think that's why I, I, I think it's very fair, Ryan, that, you know, you know, that it's not necessarily going to be uh, the movie score of the month this month. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, to be honest, I felt that whilst listening, whilst watching the film itself, I always quite uh, listen out to to the scores. They're a big, big part for film for me. Um, I had some people kind of had to go at me a bit because of me ranking Braid Runner maybe a lot lower than some other people, but because the score is such a massive thing for me, if that's not so great, it does have a bit of a knock-on effect with the film. Um, but yeah, not not so great. But another thing with Hans Zimmer, though, is anyone. I'm not sure if this is the same in over in America, Andre. But tonight at eight o'clock, um, the new David Attenborough documentary starts. I believe the Blue Planet, um, and Hans Zimmer's teamed up with Radiohead to um, to do the the theme tune for that. He did. Oh, no way. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an original Radiohead song from um, 
uh, it's an original Radiohead song from the album I believe it's In Rainbows and yeah and, and they've worked together and collaborated to kind of take that track and add a bit more instrumentalness to it so that's going to be the theme tune for that which Hans Zimmer actually did Planet Earth which was a documentary that was out last year and did the score for that and that was awesome it reminded me back of when he did Lion King that was really good have you have you heard that Andre? I have yeah I have yeah no, it's yeah, excellent it's so so good that, that, that theme tune absolutely brilliant um, so yeah so people check that out but I'm going to go on something. I'm going to do a bit, throw a bit of a curveball here and take us back to Stranger Things because personally for me, that's that's what I'm going to highlight today is, as the score of the month. And it's going to be the Stranger Things bubble. I know a lot of people at the moment, including me, as you can tell I was only on episode five, haven't, hasn't finished Stranger Things. But I can tell you that the quality of that score is definitely as good as the first season of Stranger Things. Who The, um, the, comp- the composer for that is, is a gentleman called Kyle Dixon. Who is um, who has taken out for that and works with someone called Michael Steen? So these two people actually, I don't really know too much about to be honest. They're quite quite fresh, but one thing I do know is they um, what they put together for for Stranger Things is absolutely brilliant. It really captures that that eighties style which the TV show is going for, and it's brilliant. You have got the the, the, um, the synthesizer really kind of taking a core um, part within each every track and. And straight up, straight from literally the moment go on every episode, the the theme tune for Stranger Things is is absolutely brilliant. And I, I watch it every episode. Every episode, I never skip past the the intro because <laughs> no, I just love never. hearing the theme yeah, tune. Yeah, it's it's so yeah, good, I'm yeah. so on that boat. <laughs> you get that little thing on Netflix saying skip intro, and you're like, not interested. Yeah, uh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, so that's really good. And then the uh, second track that I think that really keeps a kind of a current theme throughout this, and is also brought into the uh, second season, is the track called Kids. So if anyone that's having listened to this, listen to the listen to that because that's the track that really has quite an undercurrent through most most mostly the whole of both seasons, and it's an absolutely brilliant track. It's traditional synth eighties brilliant, and it just for me it it really sums up sums up stranger things and that's my go-to track that i listen to um to want to wanna get a little bit of stranger things dose and it's kept me through the years until the next next season's come along it's been a right pleasure to hear that they've really bought that bought that back and added some new twists to it as well so so yeah that's that's the one for me anyone's looking for some new music to listen to on the uh, score front check out stranger things Oh, that's awesome stuff, Ryan, man. And and I'm with you, dude. I think it's it's very well-deserving in the movie score of the month. Even though it's not necessarily a movie, it is excellent, excellent music. So, all right, gentlemen, this has been our What's Hot episode for the month of October. Thanks so much for joining me. No worries. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us as usual. Very good. Absolutely, guys. It's always fun talking uh, (laughs) anything movies with you guys. So, and and listeners, thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode of What's Hot. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let Ryan and Simon give their plug on how you guys can go ahead and follow them on social media and how you can also read their uh, writings on movies uh, from their own website. Go ahead, guys. Okay. Uh, Well, I'll take off in regards to as you may be aware by now, me and Sai are um, the bloggers from lifeoffilms.com, where we literally just talk about all things films. So if you love love films, come across to lifeoffilms.com. It's really that simple. 
and we have lots of different things. We have reviews, we have an actor of the week who we pick and, and write about and do a bit of a piece on them. We do general bloggings on our opinions and stuff, do trader breakdowns, you name it. We've got loads of stuff going on there. So so yeah, swing over lifeoffilms.com and, and have a read and let us know what you think. Um, and there's some ways that you can get in touch with us, which I believe Sai will kind of tell you about now. Yeah, um, the social media side of it, we're um, big on the Twitter front. Um, I'm sure you're aware by now, but anyone that's not, um, it's at life underscore of underscore films. And uh, alongside the website, really, whilst there's several subjects on the website, there's several threads available um, on a daily basis on our our Twitter account, really. Or there's there's a debate for everybody, I think. There's Mm -hmm. uh, polls that go out, there's subjects that everybody's got an opinion on so uh come along get involved it's uh it's what, why we do it all right thanks guys and, and again it was a pleasure having you guys back on the podcast listeners uh be sure to uh subscribe to the podcast keep up to date with every single episode that we put out on backseat directors you can find us on itunes or apple podcasts google play podbean stitcher and any other podcast outlet that you may subscribe to and uh we hope you guys enjoy uh halloween we are just two days away from halloween at least at the time of this recording you guys have a happy uh, halloween and a great week and uh we'll see you guys next week at the movies the backseat director's theme song is let's go to the movies by ozo motley you can find the album ozo motley presents ozo kids and all of their other music on itunes Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast.